This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's a Thursday morning and that means we get to hang out with Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Good morning to you, Wendy. You well? Good morning, Brad. Yes, very well and you. I'm fine. I'm I'm got one hand in my pocket and I'm sitting on the other hand. My fingers don't enjoy the cold. Freezing. <laughs> so uh, we've got so many people uh, that are wanting to do a meat-free Monday. Other people are trying to do a meat-free well more than Monday. I was strolling through the supermarket yesterday and I thought this this area has grown where there's more and more meat-free options. Um, for some people, it's because they choose to not eat meat. For others, they choose to eat less meat. Is is that a good choice to choose to eat a bit less meat? So I certainly think we should be eating a little bit less meat, yes. Um, I think the, the trend with um, South Africans and probably all over the world, but definitely South Africans, has been to eat a lot of meat. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily good for us on, you know, on, on many levels. It's, it's quite an acidic um, product to be eating. So it, it benefits us if we start looking for alternatives and certainly reduce the amount of, of meat proteins that we're consuming. Yeah, but protein still vitally important and the knowledge that we can get it from other sources is a good thing. Um, some people say, oh, no man, I don't want to eat those things. I want to eat my meat. Um, so just before we go on to the non-meat protein options, I mean, eating too much meat, we've said now it isn't great for us, but I mean, is it making us sick? Is it is it elevating levels that don't need to be elevated? So is choosing a meat-free option just sensible from a health perspective? Well, I think yes. Either a meat-free option or reducing the meat consumption certainly is going to have a health benefit because, as I said, it is quite acidic. Mm. Um, so it and it depends on the type of meat we're eating sure. and what all the fats and the things that go with it. So it's always a combination of things. Um, but it, it certainly is going to help us if we start reducing that or looking for meat-free alternatives for some of our meals. Well, let's start uh, and find out what exactly is protein. And why is it necessary in our bodies? So it's essential for, it's a building block for many functions in our body. So it is essential. We do need it. If we don't have enough protein, our body starts using up our own muscles and Mm -hmm. other, you know, other organs in our bodies um, to provide its needs. Um, And it is important to maintain our body composition. It's helpful to produce our hair, our skin, our nails, blood, connective tissue, certain enzymes in the body, some antibodies. So it has a vital function. We cannot live without protein. Mm. So how much do we really need? Not a lot. Um, We only need about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So if you look at a person who averages around 60 kilograms, they only need about 48 grams of protein. Um, And remember, your protein is not, that doesn't mean you only get 48 grams of your favorite steak. You, you, You could probably have about 100 grams of steak to be able to get the amount of protein that you would need for the day. I think that's a very good point. You know, or for the meal. That's a very good point. The, just because it weighs X amount doesn't mean that's all protein, because it isn't all protein. Only part no. of that would be protein. So uh, let's look at something like amino acids. Um, I've often seen that in the supplement section at the local uh, pharmacy. Uh, we, get amino, we get amino acids from protein as well. 
Yes, we do. And protein is predominantly where we're going to get our amino acids. So it can be an animal form, but and, and if it's not an animal form, we, we would need to combine other forms to get all, all of the essential amino acids that we're needing. So we're getting um, uh, amino acids from those animal sources. Can we get amino or all, all the amino acids from, from a plant-based uh, uh, protein as well? If you are really making sure that your your protein, your um, plant-based proteins are combined in the right way, uh-huh. because some of them are completely deficient in some of the essential amino acids, but when, as soon as we start combining them, you you can make up those um, eleven. There's essentially eleven, uh, or sorry, nine essential amino acids, and we can make them up with certain combinations. So there's a difference then. If you were to eat protein, let's say you you made mention of of different kinds of protein. Let's say fish, eggs, meat. Uh, chicken, we're going to get all the amino acids and we can assume we're getting that because we're eating a lot of meat. So if we're going to be cutting down on the meat option and going for a non-meat protein option, we have to be quite intentional about what we have. We can't just assume what we have is going to be sufficient for our nutritional needs. Yes, that's true. And often I find people can be picky. So they don't like this particular protein, but they, they like that one. Uh-huh. And especially if you choose to move away from the, the animal products, you really need to be more intentional about what it is that you're going to be, which combinations you're going to be eating so that you can get a comprehensive range of those amino acids. Uh, what are some of those that we would need to include as a, a non-meat protein option? So you could look at combinations like your legumes with rice. Um, as soon as you combine those, it gives you all the um, amino acids. Um, nuts and grains are also another option. So, you know, a peanut butter sandwich is a, is a, is a good option if you mm. don't have allergies. Um, and rice and beans, those kind of combinations generally give you the essential amino acids in those combinations. Let's talk about something like uh, a quinoa, which uh, is tough to pronounce and also gets you a really good score in Scrabble. Um, one of my favorite things to eat. <laughs> Do you like quinoa? Yes, it is. It's really nice. And it's such a versatile thing. You can add it to soups and to salads, it's mm. really nice to, to use as an alternative. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, do you have a, a favorite uh, a non-meat protein option? I, I think I like the combinations. I, I like nuts is obviously a, a nice one. Yeah. Um, and if you combine like a quinoa with some vegetables and some mixed seeds, that makes a really nice combination. Yeah, I also enjoy a combination of that. Um, I think this is a good conversation to have because as South Africans, we, we're quite quick to say, oh, no, man, you've got to give me, you know, it's got to look like this and it's got to come off the braai, otherwise I'm not interested. Uh, because it does actually take some, some work to figure it out. And, and I think for some people, it might be worthwhile from a health perspective to, to figure that out, to, to take the effort and make the trouble to figure out what works best. And then also to educate ourselves, Wendy, because there are things we're eating anywhere that have quite high levels of protein and we probably didn't even know it, like, I don't know, a pea, for example. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it is about education. It is about investigating. I think it's always important for us when we want to do something to research it properly, you know, to make sure if I choose to change my lifestyle, how am I going to be making sure that I get a a balanced nutritional diet? Because if we're not going to do that, we're defeating the object. Mm. And we, you know, we promote illness. So even something with a good intention can promote illness if it's not done correctly. Yeah, uh, something quite interesting that I've discovered probably about a year or so ago, and when I make a pasta dish of any kind, I love putting on nutritional yeast. I quite like the smell and uh, I quite enjoy eating it. And a lot of people think I'm a bit unusual, but it's very high in protein. 
Yes, it is. It's a very good form of protein. Um, and even people that generally tend to have a problem with yeast can, can tolerate nutritional yes. yeast. It's actually a strain of a Saccharomyces bacteria. And that one um, is a gut-friendly yeast. And it's good for the digestive tract. It has a cheesy flavor, and it, it, it has about 8 grams of protein uh, per 15 grams serving. So it has got a nice high um, protein value and tasty as well. Yeah, it is so light. It resembles the best way to explain it to anyone who doesn't know about nutritional yeast. I guess it looks like goldfish flakes, if you were to yes. say. <laughs> and you'd need a heck of a lot of it to make up 15 grams to get That's your 8 it. grams of protein. But uh, yes. uh, every it's, it's all it's not about getting it all in one big dump, you know, in a meal. It's a glunk. It's about, you know, spreading it throughout the day, spreading it in, in, in across your meals and, and doing it in interesting and different ways. Because you really can be imaginative um, in the kitchen, cooking with different pulses and uh, and all of these kinds of foods that you've mentioned this morning you can and it can be tasty and delicious it doesn't you know you don't have to think oh beans you know there's so many different things that you can do with them yeah people do pull their nose up something like tofu for example i mean that's a great yes. source of protein it is a good source of protein um it doesn't really carry much flavor on its own Mm-mm. so it normally needs to be added to something and it'll pick up the flavors of whatever the dish is but it is an acquired taste yeah. I, I think there are certainly people who who are not going to enjoy it yeah exactly right so um uh, one of the things and please help us here when we consume the amount of meat that we spoke about when we started our conversation um there's the protein aspect to it as well and there's some things that we've mentioned that can cause disease um what about the fat content that often comes with certain cuts of meat, which you will do, you find that as well um, when it comes to non-protein options. Well, no, your non-protein options are generally much leaner. Yeah. Um, they can have a they can have a higher carbohydrate value, but not necessarily a higher fat value. So you also have to weigh that up because it depends on whether weight is a, is a problem for you. Mm. If if weight is a concern, then you want to go for the lower carbohydrate options. And you can sometimes find if you're only choosing non um, non animal proteins, you can struggle a little bit with weight. Yeah, you mentioned nuts and seeds. I mean, those things taste delicious, um, but quite high in calories. Yes. Yes, and if you're going to do combinations like rice and legumes, that's also very high in carbohydrates. So mm. it is going to be a higher calorie dish. So uh, so in closing, um, Wendy, it's totally possible. It's, quite, it's fascinating and interesting to try new things. And I think we'd be surprised um, as South Africans who love their meat, like you've said, to be able to try a non-protein option. Uh, it can actually make for, for some really good eating and some varied flavors and can open us up to be, stop being a little bit one-directional you know, one when it comes to, to protein intake. Yes. And just to be a little bit imaginative and to to try out new things, be willing to try things, I think that's the best way to go. Yeah, we'll have and a t- it can be a much yes. cheaper alternative as well. You know, mm. there, there are ways to stretch your, you know, if you still want your protein, you can add something to stretch it so that it, it's a little bit more economical as well. I have a question that's busy sitting at the back of my mind, but we don't have time for it. Maybe we can tackle it in the weeks ahead, talking about non uh, uh, animal protein options and vitamins like vitamin B12, I think that'll be a good conversation to pick up because I've heard people bring that up in conversations where they're saying, oh, we're trying to, you know, less red meat and, and meat in general, trying to up the intake of non, uh, uh, you know, proteins that's not coming from an animal source. And then someone always says, but you've got to watch your B12. So maybe it's a conversation we can pick up for the future. 
We can certainly look at that, yes. That would be great. Wendy Christine from Integrated Health Solution, a wellness practitioner and a health coach. We love hanging out with you. Thanks for opening our minds to new things to eat. And um, yes, do go and try some nutritional yeast. You listening this morning, you'd be surprised. Wendy, thanks so much for your time. It's a pleasure. Have a great day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.